Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Poetry Superhighway Live. My name is Rick Lupert. It's our March 2014 edition of our monthly open reading, Poetry Superhighway Live. A chance for you to call in, read poetry, tell us about what's going on in your poetry world. Oh, I could go on. In fact, I will uh, for the whole hour. That's that's what will be happening. I'm the host. My name is Rick Lupert. I'm the MC of the show. I'm the guy behind the Poetry Superhighway website. I'm so happy to be with you here. It's Sunday, unless, of course, you're listening to this in the archive much later, in which case it could be any day of the week. I really don't know. But uh, today, as I speak, it's Sunday, March 2nd. Hope you're all staying warm and dry and whatever the opposite is of the effects of the weather conditions that are happening all over the world. So call in. The number to call in for you to read your poetry is area code 646-716-7362. I'll uh, take the callers in the order that you call in. You'll have the chance to read a poem, any poem you want. Could be, could be a brand new poem that you just wrote that you're excited about. Could be an older poem, tried and true. Uh, could be somewhere in the middle. It's really completely up to you. Maybe you've got a new book out and you want to read a poem from that. Or you've got a new book coming out and you'd like to read a poem from that. That's fine. That's uh, really all within the boundaries of what we do here. Also, I'm gonna if you, if you got something to promote, you've got... Um, I don't know, you want to tell us about your website, you've got something coming out you want people to know about, you've got a poetry contest you want to pump up... Uh, Anything at all in the world of poetry, please please tell us all about it. Um, I'm particularly interested when people call in to find out where you live and what's happening in poetry in your community. Uh, partially just because it's interesting as someone who's involved with poetry in my community in Southern California to see what kinds of things happen in other parts of the world. And not only what kinds of things happen, but how could someone be involved in them. And so there's always a chance if there's someone listening to your show... I'm sorry, someone listening to this show who uh, who lives in the same town that you do but may not know what it is that you have going on in your part of the world, you know? So call in and uh, let's hear. Let's hear all about it. Um, unique opportunity to help uh, expose as many people to as many other people's poetry as possible. That's what, uh, that's what Poetry Superhighway is all about. That's what this show is all about. And uh, I insist that you call in. Again, the number is 646-716-7362. Just 56 minutes left in the show. Um, let me tell you about some other things going on in uh, Poetry Superhighway land in the event of uh, an event you'd like to know. So, uh, number one, we just finished our annual Great Poetry Exchange. It was the 13th year that we've done this project, and we had 72 poets participate this year, poets from literally all over the world, from Israel, from the United Kingdom, from all over uh, America, from Canada, and the idea behind it is uh, folks promised to send a book of their poetry to someone else in the world, in exchange, they're going to get a book of poetry. So say I signed up with my book, which I did. My new book is called, my most recent book is called Nothing in New England is New. All poems I wrote in New England last year. So I signed up with it, and uh, the project just ended. So all these emails went out, and I, I sent an email out to myself, actually, uh, that told me where what other participant to send my book to. And I also received a second email this is kind of weird because I organized the project that I'm using myself as an example, but uh, you can imagine. I also received an email that I sent telling me which book I received, will be receiving. So I'm, I already actually sent my book out to, uh, to the person who, uh, uh, was, who I was randomly assigned by myself, 
And I'm looking forward to receiving the book um, from yet another person. So if you participated, this is exciting. You probably got these emails yesterday. And uh, all you have to do is send out your book to that address and notify me within two weeks that you've sent it. The deadline to send books out is Monday, March 17th. It has to has to be postmarked by then. Uh, so the uh, the person who the other person who's going to be receiving your book will um, get it in in a, in a timely fashion and feel good about the fact that they participated and uh, sent their book out. So super important that not only you send your book out on time, but that you also notify me that it went out. Because as soon as uh, you notify me that you've sent your book out, then I uh, in turn mark it off on my roster. And what that does is uh, it makes us all feel good that we've done what we're supposed to be doing. Uh, and also, it prevents you from getting an annoying follow-up email from me that says, hey, did you send your book? And then like after that, or like a really annoying one comes out that says, please send your book. And then a third one might come out later in which, you know, I don't know, it's just, it's just not nice at all. So um, send those books out and please notify me that they went out. And uh, that's, that's what's happening. That's the uh, Great Poetry Exchange. If you missed it, well, don't worry. We're we're going to do it again next year. That's uh, it's the 13th annual one that we just finished. Happens every year in February, so don't worry about that. Uh, as long as you're alive next year, you'll be able to participate. Um, you might be saying, "Hey, but I don't have a book. How was I supposed to participate?" Well, you know, it's pretty simple. Um, I'm we're pretty open to what what it could mean uh, having a book. It could be a book that was published, a nice perfectly bound book, um, whether it was self-published by one of the on-demand printing companies or or another press did it. Um, of course, that's fine. It could be a chapbook, you know, something photocopied and stapled, that kind of thing. You know, as long as it's a, it's a physical book, then hey, we're we're into it. Um, you might be saying, "Hey, but I've got ebooks." Well, that's very nice, but um, this project had to have been a physical book. We do run later in the year an ebook free for all that happens in November, I think. I always forget when it happens because I changed it. It used to be earlier, and now it's later. But it's not happening right now, so don't worry. If you're on the email list, you'll get notified of exactly when it is happening. Uh, that's one where you 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 send your uh, you you fill out the form online with your poetry ebook. All the books are collected over the course of a month, and then for a 24-hour period uh, at the end of the month, or really the first day of the next month, uh, anyone can freely download all the ebooks. Then at the end of that 24-hour period, all the links go offline, and a little bit later, I post the numbers of how many times each one was downloaded, and that is uh, that's the ebook free for all. That's not now. In fact, the Great Poetry Exchange isn't now either because it just ended yesterday. But that's just some things that we do that I'm telling you about. 72 people participated this year. Very excited about that. Uh, our next project, by the way, uh, by the way, the number to call in is 646-716-7362. We're going to get to our callers in just a minute or two. Uh, but the other thing that's coming up very soon, uh, so watch for this. Don't send anything yet, but watch for this. Um, this will be the second annual of this project. It's our um, Poetry Prompt a Day for National Poetry Month. We did this last year. It was a big success. Um, I put out a, uh, a call for uh, poetry writing prompts. Um, so there was a form online that you filled out, and uh, that's going to be happening in about a week or so. And then during National Poetry Month, the entire month of April, every single day we posted another one of these prompts during the 30 or 31 days of uh, April. I forget how many days it is. Should have done that research before I started the show. So um, it's the coolest thing, um, and we, you know, we of course get many more prompts than there are days in the month. Um, so we try to select the ones that we think are the best that offer a range of different types of writing projects, of different styles, etc. So every day we post those on our website and on the Facebook page, Poetry Superhighway Facebook uh, group, and um, encourage you to write a poem every single day. And then in particular, this is cool. Um, if you do write a poem for a particular prompt, we ask that you post that prompt um, as a comment 
uh, to that prompt on the Facebook page so people can actually see what you're doing. A lot of people do this. They, they write a poem a day. Uh, Napo Raimo, uh, National Poetry Writing Month, is part of National Poetry Month. Um, so if you're, you're kind of at a loss of how to how to do that, then then look forward to next month in which uh, you'll have the opportunity to not just write a poem but be given a, a different idea every single day about what poem to write or what kind of poem to write, a writing prompt. So pretty soon uh, that form is going to go online. I'll send out a special email notice as well. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's what's happening in the uh, in the uh, world of Poetry Superhighway. Um, it's time now to turn to you and your calls. Um, it's time for you to call in and read poetry. Our number is 646-716-7362. Uh, we have no content or style restrictions. We just want you to call in and read uh, any poem that you like. I believe on the, uh, uh, the, the, uh, the uh, Blog Talk radio page there are other ways to connect. Um, if you don't want to use your cell phone and you have a decent enough microphone and internet connection, you can click on the button on the show's page and it can connect you that way right through the internet and through your computer. All right, our first caller is from the 212 area code. Hello, 212. Hi, hi, it's David. I've spoken to you for the two last uh, open readings. Yes, David uh, Firestone Feinberg, yeah? That's right, my goodness, what a memory. <laughs> well, it's only taken two months for me to, you know... Uh... Listen, that's pretty good. I used to teach in school, and I, I couldn't, you know, you have 30 kids. They used to say, but Mr. Feinberg, how, 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 you don't know my name. I said, well, there's only one of me, and there's 30 of you times five classes. So what do you want? I had 150 kids every term to get to know their names, and... That wasn't easy, but you do a pretty good job, I'll tell you. Well, thanks, David. That's uh, that's uh, very cool of you to uh, to say. How's everything in your part of the world? You're in uh, New York City, is that right? Yep, yep. This time I dialed. If we dial star eighty two first, then then my number isn't blocked. Oh, right. Of course. That's uh, that's the last couple of times you've called. I've Was had blocked. to refer to you as right. So um, excellent. Right. So now you can trace me down. Right, I'm going to show up at your house with a. Uh, You're welcome any time. A bagel and a blank sheet of paper. I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. <laughs> well, David, do you have a poem for us? Yes, I most certainly do. I wrote it about uh, a year and a half ago or something. So. Well, my son is FaceTiming me at the moment, but I'll I'll get back to him. Okay. Oh, that's funny. I thought I thought that the, that was a musical accompaniment that was going to come, no. come along with your poem. Just me. Upon a gray and cloudy morn. Oh, now I'm getting a beep. Did you hear that? I didn't. That's probably just call waiting on your end. But uh, my but, son uh, call waiting because I didn't pick up the <laughs> the FaceTime. But he'll he'll wait five minutes. Uh, it won't even take five minutes. Upon a gray and cloudy morn, the eagle met the dove. They talked a while before the storm descended from above. The eagle did but scorn the dove. When will your folly cease? Ridiculous your dreams of love, your fantasies of peace. Then spoke the dove to eagle's eye. What pleasure, blood and gore. A monster you to live and die for naught but savage war. And then the storm clouds broke the day. The birds did not remain, but flew they high and far away escaping thus the rain very nice um it's uh it's it's been nothing but rainy here in southern california the last uh, few days so uh so it's uh, appropriate huh? yes any any way that we could escape the rain would be would be quite helpful perhaps i'll just go outside and and, and re, re recite that poem uh and, oh you know, maybe just, that would be a good idea maybe you'll escape the rain you could fly away <laughs> above the clouds it's let's hope uh yeah. I, you know that it would save a lot on air airfare you know uh 
for the various places I like to go. Anything going on in, in poetry in your world you want to you wanna share? Uh, nothing that I haven't shared before. Tomorrow I have my wonderful poetry group at the New York Society Library. Right. And uh, I have my websites, which I've already announced on your show. And I thank you for all your hard work and uh, good spirit that you bring to the poetry world. Well, thank you very much. You're um, very welcome. David, you better call your son back. Maybe he, maybe his wife yeah, I'm gonna I'm going to miss a little bit of the show, but I'll come back after I talk to him. Okay, sounds good. Okay, uh, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. David. That was uh, David Firestone Feinberg calling from New York City. Uh, finally figured out how to use star 82 on, on his uh, caller ID uh, blocking functionality so I could... I could actually say, hey, it's a caller from the 212, instead of saying, hey, it's a blocked caller. Who the hell are you? Um, Always nice to have repeat callers on Poetry Superhighway Live as well. Uh, The number, ladies and gentlemen, is area code 646-716-7362. You should call in, people. This is what the show's about. It's time for you to share a poem with our uh, worldwide audience. You know, over a thousand people listen every month to these shows in the uh, archived editions. We actually don't have a thousand people listening uh, when it's broadcast live, but uh, but uh, over a thousand people every month when I look at the numbers uh, tune into these shows. So it's a, it's a really cool chance to expose your poetry to a lot of people. I, I'm not saying that to make you nervous. I mean, honestly, making a phone call and reading a poem into the phone, you really shouldn't be that nervous about it. It's not like you're standing up in front of people at an open mic. You know what I'm saying? Um, You don't have to wear anything special. You don't have to have shaved uh, any part of your body to uh, call in and do this. So please do. Area code 646-716-7362. Our next caller is Enchanting Aussie. Hello. Hello, Rich. It's not raining in Australia at the moment. Well, there's something just not fair about that. <laughs> Are you there? It'll, you ra- there? it'll rain here tomorrow and it won't rain there tomorrow. We've got to share it around. It's true. I guess uh, what with uh, 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 the planet drying out and all, we might as well just embrace it when, when it comes. Absolutely, absolutely. Be thankful for it when it happens. So, uh, remind us of your name. Uh, the name's Neville Hyatt, otherwise known as the Bard from Ballarat. Oh, right, right, okay. And um, yes, I wanted to give... Oh, sorry, I was going to say, I wanted to give a big shout-out to uh, Robbie, who may or may not be tuned in from Canada. He contest by entering his poem, uh, Music of the Fears. And uh, you'll be getting a couple of copies of my books in the mail once the post does them later this month. That's great. Yeah, I see. I see. There's a Robbie uh, in the chat room. Maybe, maybe that's the, yep, is that the same that's Robbie? Robbie. So. Well, per- perhaps that Robbie who's listening uh, will 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 call in and and read poetry uh, uh, as well. Maybe there already are. There's another caller on hold. I don't know. Anything's possible. You're you're breaking up a little bit. Um, it might might be the internet connection. I, I think it sounds like you're calling in with Skype. Maybe. Yeah, calling in with Skype. You're clear on my end, so hopefully I stay clear on your end. Let's hope. Um, let's hear your poem, Neville. Okay, this one's called "If You Were My Rib." Would I take you to work or the park? Would I fall asleep in front of the TV with you? Or read your love sonnets before bed. If you were my rib, would I sleep with you in an unmade bed? Or make the bed with fresh sheets every night? Would I never take a holiday? Or fill your passport with stamps every year? If you were my rib, would I drink away the overtime? Or pour myself into our kids? If you were my rib, would you read romance novels longingly? Or would we be writing our own bestseller together? If you were my rib, this poem would never end. If you were my rib, in peace. Wow, that's very cool, Neville. I, you know, before I, I got the whole picture of the poem, I, you know, I, I was uh, 
I thought the answer to the first two questions would be an automatic yes. You know, um, uh, would you would I take you to the park? Well, of course you would. You know, uh, there's there's not really a lot of choice in the matter. You know, um, uh, you, you can't leave your ribs. You know, uh, I was going to say at home, uh, but I mean, like, yeah, just they're always with you is the point. You know, um, yes, very cool, very cool. Um, it, but it's uh, obviously it, saying like the whole idea of of God taking one of Adam's ribs and creating Eve was finding that person in your life. If you were my rib, if you were that special someone, giving those two options: would I do this or would I do that? Well, there's you know it's it's kind of an ancient concept, um, the idea that uh, that there is one other person out there for you that um that is so much a part of you whether you've met them or not yet that it's like your one body i think it was aristotle who said each uh each man and woman uh uh are 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 two halves of one person you know and there's an old yiddish concept that uh that that says the same thing each each man and women are are two halves of one soul so you know the idea of of Someone else being your rib is uh, is you know really much jives in that that very ancient uh, philosophical idea of what it means to for there to be another person who who is not just you know necessarily your potential partner or something like that but really you know the combination of the two of you make up like a you know a, a unit you know a single thing and if and if one piece of you was gone you know it's it's noticeable you're not complete. Yep. I hear you. Uh, so tell me, you what, what was the? Did you say that that uh, the other poet Robbie entered a, a contest that you did? That, that was when you were yeah, breaking. Yeah, I out. had a contest running for February rather than just sharing the love on Valentine's Day. I wanted to share the love all month long, so I ran a contest all month long on my Facebook page, The Bard from Ballarat, um, and got people to enter their love poems. And it was hard deliberating at the end of the month as to um, which one I wanted to uh, send the prize to. But Rob was the one that it was just something about his piece that moved me the most. And um, he was the lucky one. Ironically, uh, Robbie's from Canada. And January, I ran a similar contest because I do poetry as well as photography. So I ran a photo contest in January. Uh, and the winner of that contest was also from Canada. Um, so I'm, I'm noticing a sort of a, a conspiracy happening here that all the prize winners are from Canada at the moment. So, do you think that do you suspect foul play? I don't suspect foul play. I suspect maybe some creativity stemming out of Canada, and maybe America just needs to pull their socks up and go a bit harder. You're you're probably right. I um my socks are are typically much lower than they they should be. Um and uh, and um and in fact uh, at one point when I was in Canada at a museum there, I it was over the summer. I actually have a picture of it. Um there was a guy wearing shorts and very tall socks that were like black or something of that nature. It was it was highly noticeable, and at first I was a little suspicious of it, thinking, you know, what, you know, what's he trying to pull off here with this? But, but now, you know, with the metaphor that you just gave, it, it, it's clear that this is part of the bigger Canadian agenda. Shorts and socks just do not go together. That, that's a definite faux <laughs> pas. Well, you know, they're winning all the poetry contests, so, so we can't, we can't write it off, you know, just yet. Yeah, and they did win the women's hockey in the Olympics. That's true. I'm, you know, I'm embarrassed to not be a Canadian right now. <laughs> uh, it's it's good to have rivalry, though, isn't it? Sure. <laughs> I don't know. I tend to avoid conflict whenever possible. Um, but um, uh, Neville, it's it's so cool to, that you called back. It's, it's great to have a, have a, a callers from from you know from the other side of the world calling in. Um, we're taking the rain today. You guys get it tomorrow, and um, and uh, I hope you call in again. I look forward to it. I look forward to hearing the rest of the poets as well. Sounds good. All right, take it easy. Thank you. That was uh, that was uh, Neville calling from uh, Australia. Uh, the bard from uh, Belarus. No, no, the bard from Belarat. Uh, he'll post it in the chat room because. 
I'm just a confused man, and, and I'm not going to try to spell it out loud without having seen it before he posts in the chat room. Um, check him out. That's pretty cool. He runs contests on his own Facebook page. Um, um, what a what a cool thing to do! A great way to drum up business for your own site and just to you know cre- create investment from the other people who might happen by your uh, website. Oh, there it is: Facebook.com/slash The Bard from Ballarat. That's all A's. B A L L A R A T. That is the vowels are all A's. The consonants, of course, are not A's because, as you may be aware, A is not a consonant. Um, All right, moving along. Uh, The number to call in is area code 646-716-7362. You should call in, ladies and gentlemen. We've got about 35 minutes left in the show. There's plenty of time for you to get get your poem on the air. Uh, Don't be one of those folks who calls during the last five minutes of the show. We we tend to get, you know, sporadic callers throughout the show. Then during the last five minutes, we get like, you know, 17 callers. And there's no way I can get you on the air. Um, if you if you call that that if so many people call so late so call now plenty of chance to have a nice conversation with you and to hear your poem six four six seven one six seven three six two our next caller is from the five one six area code hi five one six you there. Yeah, I'm here, but I, you, you, I don't know, you didn't use my name. My name is Stan Barkin. Oh, hi, Stan. Yeah, well, that's because your name doesn't show up in my studio here. It's I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, uh, I, I didn't identif- realize. Okay. I always uh, identify, if I may, Stanley, um, uh, I always sure. identify people by the uh, by the phone number that they call in because that's what shows up in my switchboard here, and it doesn't uh, names don't pop okay. up. But um, so uh, you, you kind of have to you kind of have to know what your phone number is. Yes, I do five one six. But I thought there you, you go. said unmuted. Okay, all right. Welcome. It's uh, great to hear your voice. We've uh, we've interacted um, we've interacted uh, online a bunch over the last um, six months or year or so, and it's great to yes, great to have you on. Know, it's very on the rare show. that I'm uh, have a, a time on Sunday when I can do this. I I have two guests, one from Bulgaria and one from Wales now, and they we just came from. Uh, a lunch, I would call it lunch dinner, uh, and they went off, and I had to realize. Then I realized, oh, it was time to call because you're three hours earlier. So I gave you a call, and here I am. Did Did you say lunch? Yes, uh, that's uh, you know, like you have brunch, you could have lunch, supper lunch. Oh, supper lunch. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, I, I made was a portmanteau uh, word out of it. Why not? I I think there were, it was Homer Simpson who d- said that he discovered a a meal between breakfast and brunch. He was very excited about that. I was at, we were, uh, my wife and I were in Paris last uh, winter, and there was a restaurant called Breakfunch. <laughs> yes, could be. So there's so many possibilities. This is, this is so yes, cool. Yes, you could call it Dupper. <laughs> yes. Or go to, go to Dunch, rather, Dunch to dinner and lunch, you know. But I like, I like Slunch. In fact, I have in one of my poems, Slunching with Jack Hirschman. <laughs> That's great. Are you? Uh, where, where are you calling from, Stan? Stan? I'm calling from Merrick, Long Island. Oh, okay. Jack Hirschman is a San Francisco poet, right? That's right. Um, uh, well, we we were there in San Francisco, and we were having a discussion, uh, and uh, and I, I wrote for Jack Hirschman, who's a little left of Stalin. <laughs> <laughs> He's a great writer, though. I've had the chance to see him read a couple yeah. of times. He's come, he's come down to L.A. to do a couple of readings. Um, and um, so uh, uh, he, he can he be... Wrote a, he wrote a, a, a foreword to a book I published called Josip Schering. He, uh, it was, it's in, uh, in Sicilian, Italian, and English. And he wrote the foreword. Uh, and he thought of uh, Santa Cali, who wrote, wrote it, as being one of the first communists of Sicily and actually is a populist. But then again, through Hirschman's eyes, everyone is uh, red, <laughs> red or not. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's funny that you're calling now. I, I actually just um, – you participated in the Great Poetry Exchange, which we just completed. Yes, I did. That's right. um, yeah. And the person who got assigned – 
Well, I forget if it was if it's the person that you're sending a book to or the person who is sending you a book, but Alice Perot, right? Um, just you know, is someone who who lives here in Southern California. She, um, she got assigned to you, or vice versa, and she, I guess, knows you from some some time back. She was very excited to get your name. I don't know the name. I don't know her, but uh, I know there was some error with my zip code, and I I wrote due to the correction. It is, it is what you had one one five six six dash four seven two five rather than one five six six. It's one one five six six. It's just what you had. Right. Maybe I have the name wrong. Maybe it was it Lois Jones. Do you know Lois? No, Jones? no, no, no. It was Sparrow, like you said, Sparrow. Yeah. All right. I well, do me a favor. That was just a few minutes ago. I saw it. Yeah. If if you could just list to me all of the people you know, I'm going to get the right name. I couldn't possibly. That's like five thousand. Know? Okay. Well, maybe you know you'll have to keep calling back every month and just you know get just, you know ten or fifteen names each time, and we'll we'll narrow it down. Um, okay. Um, thank you for participating yes. in, the, in the project. Did you do this? Is this your first year doing this? Uh, no, uh, I think did, I did it did before. This? Um, I, I, I once before. Yes, I did once before. Yeah. Do you, do you by any any chance it's too early, of course, to have gotten the, gotten your, your the book that you're getting this year? But do you remember what book you got last year by any chance? No, I don't recall. Uh, sorry, I've been busy with a lot of stuff. That's <laughs> I just okay. Had a, a Russian really event, a, a Sicilian one, and a, a Korean one, and now I'm in the middle of having a program for uh, Dylan Thomas's what the Welch calls centenary, which is cent- what we would say centenary. I have, that's why the Welsh poet Peter Thabit Jones is here now. Um, we just we had a walk with the First Minister of uh, Wales the other day, and uh, on Wednesday we're having a program for him for Dylan Thomas walking tour of Greenwich Village tourist book we just came out with. Um, that will be a poet's house on March 5th at six o'clock. So he's here for that, um, and then he's going off to uh, Massachusetts, to uh, Salem, to be there and at the Grolier Poetry Bookshop and at the Nemla Conference. Then he'll be returning to uh, Wales and coming back again for another program uh, on April 12th when I'm having a um, Bridging the Waters, a huge uh, Korean, English, English, Korean, and English in translation to Korean anthology. Yeah. Plus, you have to put food inside of Bulgarians. No, the Bulgarian is my Bulgarian artist designer. He was here to go to the to the uh, AWP. Unfortunately, something got screwed up there, and uh, the guy who was supposed to get the booth for it got turned down because he said that Knox College didn't pay their bill yet, and he was from Knox College, and they wouldn't give it him. So, uh, but that. Chuki, who came from Sophia for that, went anyway and went around to the uh, AWP doing what he could do. And then he, he just came back uh, today from the from the AWP in Seattle. Yeah, I know a lot of people who were who were there. Uh, many many presses represented a lot of a lot of poets from Southern California right. were there. Yeah. People I know that's mm-hmm. that's great. My gosh, you sound like the guy to talk to if I'm ever going to New York and need a reading. Um, uh, yeah, that's, yeah with, with advanced information, I can probably arrange something, yes. <laughs> I'll be there in two days. <laughs> then, then that's not true. I'm, I'm going to be there. Actually, I am going to be there um, over Passover, uh, 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 staying in Brooklyn um, uh, for a few days after Passover. Um, well, will you be so, here in, on April 12th? Uh, that's a great question. Um, I'll tell you what. If I'll, you will, I'll look you can join us at this for this Bridging the Waters event. You'd be welcome to read something there. That's a five-hour, six-hour event at Poets House on a Sunday from 12 noon to 6. I see it. No, I think we're we're flying in on the 13th, uh, and we'll uh, be in Allen. We'll be in Allen. We'll be in Allentown, just, Pennsylvania, those first two or three nights, and then we'll be in, in yeah. right. We'll be in New York City that uh, Wednesday and Thursday night, uh, the 16th right. and 17th. But all right, well, well look, let's let's hear your poem and uh, and okay. go from there. I'm going to read you one of the poems from my book that took 13 years to come into existence, called Raisins with Almonds. You know, remember Rashikas Mitmandlan, and, uh, and in Sicilian, it's Pasuli Kumenuli. Uh, 
It took 13 years because the translator of this, uh, Marco Scalabrino of Trapani, sometimes took a three-page poem and made it one page. <laughs> when I showed that to my uh, Sicilian friend, Gatana Chipola of Arbasicola organization, he said, I don't translate that way. I said, well, could you fix it? And it took a while for him. And he also is the publisher of it. There's a publishing house called Lagos. So he fixed some of the translations, and he also published the book. Uh, so uh, here's a poem from that uh, called L'Antica Filanda. This is based on a um, trip I had taken to Sicily going around with a guy named Giuseppe Mineo, a photographer who knew very, every interesting place. In this case, it was uh, a restaurant that was also a locando. Uh, it was late at night. You could look up at the stars and see forever. And we went in there, and they showed, put, took us to a balcony to, to show us that we'd like to sleep over as well. I saw some women down below with a sheet catching berries from Jim White, white mulberries and we decided to eat them we thought we'd have something very rustic fair well when you read the poem you see how rustic it was better than the four seasons <laughs> and uh, with wine with for every uh, course later on there was a follow-up the owner and his wife came to new york and there was some special thing in manhattan that they had for um showing the, the cuisine capabilities of uh, people from, uh, from around the world and he was there, and he read my poem in Italian while I read it in English on that occasion. So, uh, so, but I wrote the poem while he was give, giving us the meal because it was extraordinary. And, I'm, and I wrote this in the voice of Nat Skamaka, who with his twin brother Dick Skamaka flew the India, Burma, China hump during the Second World War. After the war, Dick Skamaka returned to America to become a lawyer and fairly well off. Not went to Italy, Sicily, seeking the center point of his origins and met a distant cousin named Nina de Giorgia. Married her and became spokesman for what is called the Sicilian Antigrupo, group against groups, against the mafia in their own country, against their church, against all those who would diminish the creative power of the Sicilian people, which is significant. So here's the poem, Antica Falanda the restaurant of the gods, and I'm going to read this in Natskamaka's voice. When the ancient gods, Zeus and Hermes, tired of their daily fare of ambrosia and nectar, decided to descend from Olympus to seek a restaurant that might prepare some enticements comparable but different, they came to L'Antico Filanda in Galatti Marmatino, and after homely bed, quattro antipasti, piatto primo e secondo, coniglio e agnello, each dish with its own wine, semifredo di pistacchio dell'Etna, tortino di cioccolato, they refused to leave. They kept eating and eating and drinking and drinking and eating and eating, demanding more and more till an uproar arose on Olympus, demanding their return. Chaos was reigning. Eris was wreaking her discord. People who were seeking the intervention of the gods found their supplications going completely unanswered. Finally, with genuine concern for humanity, and not a little pity for the gods themselves, the cook at L'Antico Filanda agreed to go up to Olympus to cook there for a time and to teach the cook of the gods the specialties and secrets of L'Antico Filanda. And that is how the ancient gods continued to reign on Olympus for a time, that is, until their cook died. <laughs> well, that is... <laughs> That's and that's. I mean, you know, right away, like issue number one, let's find another cook. You know, issue number two, let's deal with the body. <laughs> um, Stanley, I love that. Um, I, you know, infusing food into anything, in particular poetry, makes it makes it all the more delectable. I love the concept of, uh, you know, each course served with its own wine, um, and, and really uh, funly read, if I can invent a word. Um, uh, on the spot here. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. Uh, should I say mille grazie? Ciao. Amico. Oh, you should. But before you do that, is there, uh, is, do you have a website or anything? I know you've got stuff going on, but but people who haven't uh, heard of you before, where uh, can well, they go to you find go you on the web? www.cross, that's C-R-O-S-S, 
hyphen cultural communications no space communications s on the end dot com that has a lot of my uh, uh, offerings. That is the 400 titles in 50 different languages I've published as a small press publisher, and a number of my own titles on there too. Great. But if they go to if they go to Amazon, they'll find this raisins with almonds, possibly manually. published cool. by Lagos. Got it. Well, it was great uh, hearing your voice and hearing your read and and, and uh, talking to you finally after all this time. Thanks so much for calling in, Stanley. Thank you, Rick. Thanks for the good work you're doing. Sure. Thank you. Bye. Ciao. That was uh, Stanley Barkin calling from Merrick, Long Island, New York. Um, uh, so cool to hear from people who, you know, I've interacted uh, uh, with quite a bit, you know, via email through different Poetry Superhighway projects, whether it's they've submitted work for Poet of the Week or they've just signed up to join the Great Poetry Exchange or have been contest sponsors, etc. Um, and then after all of this interaction, I actually get to hear their voice and talk with them on the show. It's very cool. Sometimes it happens where I'll meet someone in person. You know, I host a reading every week at the Cobalt Cafe here in Canoga Park, or here in Southern California in Canoga Park, Tuesday nights at 8 o'clock. And uh, occasionally someone who I've only known online yeah, for years maybe will, will show up in person, and there they are in the flesh. And it's um, it's so cool. It's awesome. Um, so, so glad to hear uh, Stanley call in. The number for you to call in is area code 646-716-7362, or you can uh, click the Skype button on the uh, on the Blog Talk radio page or the whatever the buttons. I'm not looking at it because I'm looking at my dashboard uh, where the phone numbers are. And yeah, just so uh, it's clear, I, I guess I didn't mention this at the beginning of the show. I identify people by the phone numbers that call in because that's what shows up. If you happen to call in via Skype or one of the Internet ways, um, it, you have the chance, I think, to enter a name. But otherwise, I just see your phone number. So, but we'll get to your name quickly. So don't, don't feel like uh, uh, we are, um, you know, I'm, that I'm impersonalizing you by uh, referring to you as a number because uh, I don't think of you as a number. And I'm speaking about you. And I hope you call in to this number, 646-716-7362. Our next caller is from the 614 area code. Hello. Rick, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. This is Vincent, do pantyhose lie. Now, for people who that uh, always identifies me very quickly. <laughs> yes, no, I know. Um, you know, it's it's funny that you say it that way because I remember, but you know, someone someone might not be uh, someone might not have heard you before, might be listening for the first time, and they might have just heard. Yeah, oh, they it's may Vincent think it's from... something strange going on between us, huh? <laughs> well, undoubtedly there is, you know, but I. <laughs> But made all the stranger by trying to figure out on a map where do pantyhose lie is, you know? Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, so yeah, so let's clarify that. Just go to www.dopantyhoselie.com and all will be revealed. So we'll just clear it up quick and easy that way. That's good because <laughs> otherwise I uh... – <laughs> I mean, even I get confused <laughs> thinking about this. Where yeah, is that? yeah, your there... wife may come to you and give you uh, her Ricky Ricardo voice, uh, say, uh, Ricky, you've got some explaining to do, huh? Right. <laughs> now, in, in reality, am I, are, you, are you in Westerville, Ohio? Is that? I am in Westerville, Ohio. That is correct. Okay. Good. Yep, I'm in Westerville, so. Yeah, so uh going to do another one today for uh, from my new book uh, entitled Love Letters to Hollywood and Other Not-So-Random Thoughts. So this book, um, it's one of my new books, so I, I, it's, split in, it's kind of split in two. So the first half of it is letters to different people in Hollywood that I kind of like and admire, different things like that. It's poetry about different individuals in Hollywood. You, you kind of, some have names, some you kind of figure it out by the different things that are in it. So uh, I'll see if you can figure who, who this particular one is. All right? Okay. Okay. It's called You Talking to Me. 
Well, this is a tough you one. You talking to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You talking to me? Yes, sir, I am. So give me that stare and that frown for the cam. You're indeed a classic. You're indeed a twist. One of the few people that's on Denzel's wish list. So many decades does your great career now span, yet you keep it rolling. You're definitely a man's man. Loved you in Godfather, loved you in the heat. Loved the way you knifed Don Chicho when he sat there in his seat. You have miles of range, you have depth of sight. You do not play games or knuckle under in a fight. You're not just a taker, you're one who gives back. Tribeca, Perfecta, and other knickknacks. As you better with age, keep yourself in the mix. Don't let your skill set die with others. Please share your tricks. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, um, is, is that Robert De Niro you're speaking about? <laughs> it is De Niro himself, man. It is wow, De Niro. I, I think I gave you enough clues there. Yeah, but, <laughs> I think you did. <laughs> um, so cool, and and what a good day to uh, read that poem in particular. Uh, yeah, the Oscars. Right, being at the biggest night in in Hollywood uh, tonight, etc. Um, so cool to hear that. You know, I'm I was thinking about that concept of the um, you know the the iconic actor whose career has lasted decades. Just yesterday, I watched um, I watched video on YouTube of the three different best actor awards. Of, of Jack Nicholson receiving his three best actor awards, which occurred in yeah. three different decades, you know. Um, yep. And the first one yep. was for um, uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, um, which gotcha. was not even his breakout role. I mean, you know, he was he was in you know a number of iconic roles before that one, and you know, um, and uh, you know Chinatown and uh, and. Uh, 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 the other one that I'm blanking on, oh, five easy pieces. There it is. Gotcha. Um, you gotcha. know, and um, and and here's this guy who's just so good at what he does. He's won like the the, the highest possible award over over three different decades. You know, it's just it's Correct. amazing. And there's a there's a handful of people like that. And it's it's yeah. De Niro is one. It's extraordinary. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, and that's. Uh... I um, I got Jack Jackson in the book too, uh, and Meryl Streep's in there. Got some recent people uh, like Octavia Spencer and uh, uh, Viola Davis. She's in there. Shirley Sturin. Uh Denzel's in there. So it's kind of a potpourri of uh, you know the old and the new, but uh, it's just kind of a different take on anything I've ever uh, I've done. I, I don't like doing normal stuff, so you know. But uh, yeah, that, that, that's uh, you know that's a good thing you said. Uh, I didn't tie that in. You know, today is the Oscars day. They should have my book in their part in their swag bag. Yes, <laughs> I you know actually I, no doubt uh, that that should be the number one item that's pulled out of the uh, the Oscar swags. I thought that they they, they they quit doing the uh, the swag bags a couple years back. Uh, oh for some, no, man. No, 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 no. They're, they're, uh, they, they are just a big article on USA Today about how the, the swag bag is worth fifty five thousand. There's fifty five thousand dollars worth of uh, material in there. So they definitely haven't got rid of it. They just had to redo the tax thing, how it's done. That's basically. I see. Okay. Yeah. Well, that ex- that explains it. Yeah. That that's. Um, I knew there was an issue that came up, but I don't pay that much attention to that stuff. So. Cool. Well, Vincent, um, uh, uh, thanks so much for calling in, as always, and sharing no your, your um, a surprisingly appropriate poem. <laughs> <laughs> not a problem, not a problem. Anyone who wants to check it out, the, there's that book on uh, conqueror421.wix, which is W-I-X dot com forward slash WAF, which stands for Word Art Studios and Publishing, which is kind of my own company there, but Again, you can check that out at conqueror421.wix.com forward slash wasp. And that book's on there as well as Dupenio's Lie and fan mail, poetry, and other stuff. So I appreciate it, Rick, and uh, thanks as always for what you do. I appreciate you, and uh, I'm sure we'll get to meet one day. I hope so. I hope so. If If you ever come to Southern California and need a place to read, let me know. I definitely will. I'm going to hold you to that. All right. Advance notice, though, if I may use the word. Yeah, of, uh, yeah, I got you. I, I yeah, I'm big on that too. Trust me, I've left family members <laughs> on the stoop. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, Vincent. All right. Um, Have a great Thanks for calling in. You too. That was uh, uh, Vincent calling from uh, Westerville, Ohio. Uh, He's been calling in for a couple of years now, uh, reading poems from his various books. Reading, you know, an an actually uh, um, appropriate poem um, uh, 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 having to do with the uh, with the Oscars. Well, having to do with Robert De Niro, but appropriate because the Oscars are tonight. Very excited about that. We always watch that here in our house and uh, and check it all out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the number to call in is 646-716-7362. We've got about 10 minutes left in the show. Our next caller is um, blocked number. Not sure who it is. Hello, who just called in? Hi, Rick. Good timing, Michael from Birmingham. Hey, Michael, it's how good are timing you? Because I have an Oscar poem, too. Fantastic. Uh, relax- okay, well, in Thursday's New York Times, you may have seen uh, Kelly... I- her name Kelly Osborne, the Osborne daughter. Anyway, there I was believe a caption, it is. Uh, there's a caption that she left rehab for the red carpet. Who does that bring to mind? Who's not with us this time? Best actor, Hoffman. Since I last read on the air, I've, I started working on a poem called Reacting the Hoffman's Last Scene. It's in five parts, and a few days ago I came across a poem by Ruth. D-A-I-G-O-N, Dagon. Are you familiar with her? I'm not. Uh, Time Enough is the name of the poem. And the last three lines have come to be an epigraph. In our arms, there may be time enough to choose an ending that has not chosen us. One, each soul is stellar. Indeed, a star is born for no pain in being created to bring a part to life. Present, no audition required. Despairing from not really living the part you are gifted for. Like an actor out of a play, existed out of breath. Two, tragedy is a symptom, not the source. Upstage that addiction, Rulers casting themselves in the role of lovers. Extras prescribed as impromptu. Painkillers numb down to finale, free as false balcony fouls. No wonder. The performance heartless. Bit parts black, false thumbs down. A trap door for death. Crawl up for cameo op. Not written in the script. Three, not one of us makes a clean sweep. And sometimes across the wrong stage, each cast a shadow shadow of doubt, turning down parts written just for you. In the drama of the moment, even the superstar had his. Then suffering became a source for the joy of inspiration. No child left prodigal from a compassion play. Four, Reach exceeding mezzanine heights. Being too alive, the joy so real, the paracosm from that kind of intensity unrehearsed upon this globe. Experimental in plein air, following cues ahead of time. Theater not in the round, it gets uneven reviews. Five. Dim the marquee light, a bright phantom gesture to pretend the end, for all of the body is but a stage for the one-man production, directing the exit from this opera within an aesthetic finale entrance, universal reversal, spread the rave review that all has been a dress rehearsal for an infinite run off-Broadway. Arrival above the red carpet and no curtains for real players. Wow, Michael. And the Oscar uh, goes to, and the Oscar goes to. (laughs) (laughs) But that was a wonderful coincidence at the part before me read with the Robert De Niro, and I like Robert De Niro a whole lot. Uh, Yeah, you know, this was an extraordinary experience for... This was an extraordinary experience for me, Michael, because you write a poem that wasn't three lines long for the first time, I think, ever on our show. No. 
I know what you're saying, but it's a, it's like a, yeah, but people will say that, I can't believe this. Like this, for example, some people who have read it, there's so many lines up that they liked in it. And, but one of the comments they make is, and they're not being, you know, they're just, you know, you're such a minimalist conceptualist. But see, when I started writing this, parts started for me. I thought parts, the traditional classical play has five parts. This is going to have five parts. So now I can't tell you how closely these parallel with each part in the classical construction. Aristotle's construction of a play, Aristotelian buyback. I think the fifth kind of is like a day in the month. But I know you've got other callers. It was a longer poem. It really was that length. It wasn't five poems. It was one poem of five parts as in each of the act play. And uh, that's how it, it – I didn't sit down with that concept as, as I saw – the first three parts, I said, well, this is going to need a fourth and fifth to give it that five, like a plan, like that's the form of this, uh, this poem. Well, you definitely okay, don't you need to apologize, uh, Michael. Um, uh, uh, you, you read a poem which was which is of an average length, and you've, you every time you call in, you've always read a very short poem. So uh, uh, there's, there's no need to worry about its length, and I'm so glad that you had the chance to read it. Well, like I tell people, the poem gets taken. This poem, it dictated itself. It needed to be the length that it was, and it's meditative, et cetera. But, you know, when it's called for three lines, and three lines is all it needs. It's called a canal once at a writer's conference, and I'll get off the phone. I'll be brief. Someone, he, he wrote, he has the sonnet, and someone says, you know, it's a sonnet, but where's the 14th line? That's just, it didn't need a 14th line. And I totally understood that. I mean, it may not, may not be by pure definition a 14-line traditional Sonnet, but it was sonnet-like enough in all other aspects to make it a, a sonnet. But it didn't need you don't throw in a fourteenth and override it to it. You know, it needed just thirteen. You have um, uh, talk to you next, hopefully next month. Maybe I'll I'll come by with a point. Sounds good, Michael. Thanks for calling in. Sure. That was uh, Michael from Birmingham, uh, Alabama. He's been calling into the show since we started years ago. Good to hear his voice always. Uh, I should mention, actually, next month's show is going to be this month. (laughs) What does that mean? Well, um, I looked at four weeks from now, and it's actually March 30th. Um, and um, I, I was you know, trying to keep it within April, but the following two Sundays, um, I'm not able to do the show. So I'm going to, since it's four weeks away, the April show is officially going to be March 30th. I'm calling it the uh, April Worldwide Open Reading, but really March. Uh, not to be confused with the March Worldwide Open Reading, which is this show that you're listening to right now. So save the date, March 30th at 2 p.m. Pacific for our next open reading. That's when uh, we will be uh, back and uh, broadcasting live our next version of the open reading. That'll be the day before National Poetry Month starts. That'll be the day before we start uh, promoting our uh, uh, poetry writing prompt a day. Um, uh, Before I I go, I wanted to let you know, um, there's an institution in Los Angeles called Beyond Baroque, a literary arts center. They are a facility that that, uh, has a a performance space and a bookstore. It's a a standalone literary organization with a facility. It's a unique place um, in the world and certainly in Los Angeles. Um, um, They're the literary centerpiece of Los Angeles as far as I'm concerned. Every year they have an awards dinner where they give awards to people in the post poetry community, uh, two awards, one for distinguished service and one for more of a, a career award. They call the George Drury Smith Award, named after the founder of Beyond Baroque. This year, I'm actually receiving the uh, – I'm very honored to be receiving the uh, Distinguished Service Award for the work that I've done in L.A. for poetry, running a, we- a reading every week uh, uh, for the stuff that I've done with Poetry Superhighway, etc., for generally furthering my mission, the Poetry Superhighway mission of exposing as many people to as many other people's poetry as possible. It's a Sunday – or Sunday? Yeah, Sunday, April 6th at uh, 6 p.m. at the church in Ocean Park. Costs money to go, but all the money goes to support Beyond Baroque. It's their major fundraiser of the year. If you can't go, if you don't have the money, um, uh, there's ways to, to place ads in the tribute journal that are cheaper. Um, again, not just to say, hey, congratulations, Rick, but because it supports this essential literary uh, organization. If you like the work that I do, if you believe in what I do, I'd appreciate it if you check it out. It's uh, beyondbaroque.org. 
there are links there to the dinner um, uh, and the deadlines coming up soon for tribute journal ads, etc. Thanks so much to everyone for calling in. Again, our next show, the April show, will be March 30th at 2 p.m. Pacific. Um, uh, stay tuned uh, for um, our next show then um, and for our next projects coming up, uh, the uh, Poetry Writing Prompt a Month. Have a great rest of your Sunday, everybody, if it is still Sunday.